at roughly a quarter of the way through the NHL season. How are certain wild players looking as their contract status comes due at the end of the season? We discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, Locked On Wild is available on your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, Zach Zeman joins us as we take a look at the contract status of several members of the Minnesota Wild, see how they've done to this point in the season, and whether or not they will be extended or if they will be playing elsewhere come next year. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and as mentioned, Zach Zeman is joining us here today. Zach, we're about a quarter of the way through the season, which is just crazy to me, and I'll start by saying, and we'll talk about this um, in a couple of weeks when we get to looking at the month of December. Our November predictions, not going so hot right now. No, no, that, you know... <laughs> We were talking about how big of a game that would have been in Nashville to pull that one out and all these other games that were just slightly dropped and, and a little bit disappointing. I mean, like we, were, we were talking about the injuries and all that jazz, and if they were keeping up, then the Wild would have some struggles, some bumpy roads, and clearly that's the case. I mean, we never expected Marc-Andre Fleury would be hurt or else you wouldn't have been your player of the week or the player of the month, you know, so it's like, uh, it's it's just a bummer. You know, it's a weird it's a weird limbo period for this team. Um, clearly, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that wasn't planned in in the in the agenda. So there's you know it's a bumpy road right now. But hey, we're here to talk about some of these contracts. See what see what we're doing, and uh, it should be a fun episode for sure. Yeah, and there's there's time to get there's time to get things back on course. So uh, we'll we'll look at that. Like I said, when we do our December preview here uh, after the Thanksgiving holiday. So I thought it would be interesting to just go through because the Wild have plenty of contract dilemmas at the end of this season, whether it be restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents. So let's just go through them and kind of see where things are at. We're going to start with the biggest one because there are a lot of people that I think have one particular outcome in mind for this player frees up a lot of potential cap space so let's start with Matt Dumba at at this point I think it seems a pretty foregone conclusion which is crazy considering the fact that Dumba has been rumored to be on the trading block for like six straight years I think this is finally the year that uh, we don't see him in a wild uniform once the season is done whether that be him being traded at the deadline or just simply allowed to leave via free agency. Do you agree with that notion for Matt Dumbo? Or do you think that uh, the wild may end up trying to kind of keep him around a little longer? You know, yeah, I think it's inevitable that this is the year something finally happens, you know, $6 million. That's nothing. Just that's no pocket change for reference. 
it's exactly what Matt Zuccarello is making right now. So that's a that's a big deal. Um, I think it's it's the first stepping stone in the whole in the whole grand scheme of things. If the Wild tend to go in the buying market and and reach for a veteran or a rental for the playoffs, you know, even if they get there, we're still not even we're still a quarter of the way through. Like there's a lot of what ifs um, that are still you know, in, in talks right now, but yeah, $6 million is not a lot to overlook. <laughs> I mean, you could really make some moves here. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's time for Matt Dumba to go. I and mean, he's just been the, the poster boy for the last couple, you know, the last GM. I mean, the last two um, uh, expansion drafts, you know, he, Matt Dumba was the guy to stay, but clearly something's just not right. You know, it's kind of unfortunate right now. I mean, I can't imagine just like the locker room with, with like, Dumba just like knowing that something's not right and that he's probably getting shot and it, you know, it can't be, can't be a fun time right now for sure. But you know, it is what it is. It's business. But if you want to go anywhere, um, this trade deadline, getting rid of Dumba is a, is a good first step. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, we've seen whether it be injuries have finally kind of caught up to him age, whatever you want to call it. He just clearly is not the same player that he was previously. And so there comes a point where and whether or not whether or not there were efforts made to trade him in previous seasons it's it's a situation where you can't just tell another gm of a team hey take this guy like they have to want to acquire said player and you know just the last couple of seasons have been a struggle and I think at this point it just makes all the sense in the world that uh, both sides are going to just agree to uh, see other people, and uh, it gives Dumba a chance to to maybe catch on with a uh, playoff team as a bottom bottom pairing defenseman mm-hmm. to provide a role. But at this point, I'm of the belief that his minutes should be given to younger players, and also the fact that there is another wild defenseman who is going to be having his contract status come up soon. Now, we're not going to look at this as a whether or not the wild should keep Kalen Addison, but some of that Dumba money being freed up has to go to an extension for him. Yeah, I mean, look, Kalen Addison's the, the first power play pairing type of guy. Like, I mean, you can't just put a guy in that role and not pay him. So... <laughs> It, it, clearly you're depending on him for, for a, a big sum of your power play. And I think that, you know, if essentially uh, Kalen Addison's going to end up with a, you know, a, a nice raise, let's to say the least. I mean, heck I'm no GM, but I'm, I'm expecting some dough going his way for sure. I mean, like I said, it's just a weird thing. You got to free up that six million, like a, yeah. a team's got to take that $6 million. So um, I hope a lot of the wild fans aren't like, I can't expect a trade loss. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I'm not going to drop scenarios here, but if a wild get like a second round pick and a, and a, and a guy who also is, I don't know, like there's just a lot of weird things that need to happen. But eventually if you'd end up freeing that, um, that large sum of money that Matt Dumba carries, um, you know, I can see a lot of it going to Kalen Addison, you know, uh, Rossi, Boldy, you know, all these guys who are, um, you know, um, evolving within the lineup. And I think um, there's a lot of potential for these guys to uh, these younger guys, especially to want to stick around. Um, I think this team is young for a reason and uh, it's kind of just been the notion all around. And and if you free up that six mil, 
um, it, you know, you can always distribute it to these guys who are well deserving of a pay raise for sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you hit it spot on. If you were to, if the team continues kind of on the path that they're at and they just can't really get anything consistently going and you do end up selling some pieces off at the deadline, the win in that trade is going to be the salary coming off the books. And so you take a lesser draft pick at that point or a prospect and you, you really, you go there and freeing up some playing time for some other young defenseman to come up if that ends up being the route that they go. But yeah, the Addison status, he's obviously going to be re-signed by the team. Now what his contract ends up looking like, I don't know if they try to do something similar to what they did with John Merrill, who signed for $1.2 million for the uh, the next couple seasons. I'm no... This is not the face of a salary cap expert by any means. <laughs> but I think they can use that framework for Addison. And going from just under eight hundred k to right around a mil, maybe 1.2, somewhere around there, is, yeah. I think, plenty of a raise for a player who's really helped out that power play unit. So he yeah. obviously will be re-signed. Like that's, yeah. that's not a question. Yeah. But in order for that to happen, the team has to move on from Matt Dumba. So yeah. that's the compartmentalized portion of this segment is that in order to be able to do A, you have to move on from B. <laughs> yeah, no, it's sure. Um Especially because, like, Kalen Addison is the, is the Iowa Wild stud. You know, he's been developing in this program forever. It's clear that he was determined and destined to be on this team, um, especially with all of last year's stuff going on. You know, he's, he's earned his roster spot. Um, I Actually, you know, it's interesting that you brought up that Merrill contract. I think, it, I think it's clear that the Wild want him for a, for a long term, too. I, not a long term necessarily. Like, I, I, I like how you can – like not a long term in a in a way that like you'll you'll give them a one point two mil for like five years. That's just not yeah. gonna happen. But if you get them for solid three years with like a one one and a half type stuff, that's money. Like that's perfect. And I think I think Kalen, hopefully Kalen wants to stay here. I mean, he's seen the team trust him. The kids kids been determined and and finally made his roster spot. And, and we saw that video on the beginning of the year of sitting down with Dean Everson, like finally telling him like let's go, like you're here. Like, we love you. Like, I, th- I think there's definitely, definitely some chemistry there. And I think Addison wants to stick around as well. So. Yeah, for sure. And you use you use the Merrill structure as kind of the, the bridge deal format. Mm-hmm. If Addison makes some big strides during the course of those three years, then maybe you look at more of what Middleton's making right now. Or if he turns out to be just this, like, Kale McCarr light, <laughs> then <laughs> – Maybe you go more towards what Spurgeon and Brodeen are pulling in, but I think that's a good framework for him, and I would not be shocked at all if we see that happen um, relatively early on in the uh, offseason. Like I said, if the resume consists of your first D-line pairing on your power play, then you got to pay the man. you got to do it. Yeah, 100%. So that's a little bit of a look at the defense. We'll talk offense. There are plenty of names that could be kept around, and uh, we'll talk more about that as we continue to peek down the road on today's episode of Locked on Wild. Our next partner has a product I use literally 
every day. I started taking AG1 because it streamlines your vitamin and supplement process every morning. With just one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Everything you could possibly want. Plus, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And it is tried and true with over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day for your second listen. Locked On Sports Today is bringing you the biggest stories, the biggest games, the biggest talkers, all in one place. Locked On Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. Seth Topol joined by Zach Zeman. Continuing to look, we're just we're peering ahead to the end of the season to try to see what the Wild might do with particular players as their contract status, whether unrestricted free agents or restricted, comes due. So let's move to the offense. A lot of players to discuss here. So this uh, this will probably take us through the rest of the show. But let's look to start at the main unrestricted free agents. After this season, Mr. Freddie Goudreau. He is currently making $1.2 million, but he'll be an unrestricted free agent after the season is done. Zach, keep or let go for Freddie Goudreau as of right now? This one's tough because I feel if the Wild needs someone to let go, I think Freddie Goudreau has the most capital in a sense because he's – you know, he's 29. A lot of these other RFAs are, like, young, twenty mid-20s. But Freddie Goudreau's 29. I, I personally like Freddie. I think he's a good fit in this offense, um, in these constantly jumbled lines that we're seeing recently. Um, 1.2 is pretty cheap uh, for him. I think it's I think it's a nice fit. But, like I said, if, if, you're trying to bridge, if you're trying to make a nice deal to a team, and I think Freddie Goudreau is a good asset in a trade, you know, He's not probably not the main guy you're trading away, but he'll, he's probably an add-on to to another guy, another bigger name that you're sending out if you're sending out anyone. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, personally, I like him. Uh, it'd be interesting. I think I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say like he deserves less or he deserves more, but yeah, I'm I'm not gonna make that call. But I think Freddie G would be a nice a nice consistent keep. Yeah, he just he plays really solid in terms of like winning faceoffs. You know, playing good on the defensive end, he plays on the penalty kill. So he does a lot of those kind of 
additional things that um, that you want from a player to be probably more of a bottom six type guy. He did play on the line with Boldy and Fiala and had 14 goals, so it's not like he's not capable of providing some offense. But I think he's more suited for a bottom six role, and as of right now, this team's got a f- quite a few of those guys that uh, that are in that situation. I mean, he he's done fine as the the one C with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Maybe doesn't add as much offense as you'd like for your one C, but at the end of the day, he provides versatility, and I I think. If you give him something similar to what he has, what he's got right now, I, I think that would be fine. It and just, hopefully he, yeah, hopefully he'll like accept it. You know, I mean, yeah, who, who knows where he wants to do, but I, I can't see. I mean, Freddie, I mean, can't see anything wrong with that contract for sure. No, I, the only situation that's going to prevent that is if somebody else out there in the NHL is like, hey, we have infinitely more money to spend. Than you guys do. Here's three and a half. Right. While just right. they just can't do that. So no. I would like him back. But it's gonna like here's here are the other names. And you look at these guys, like Sam Steele has done some really nice things this year. He's signed mm-hmm. through this season and will be an, a restricted free agent next year. You've got Connor Dewar, who is signed through the end of next season as then then is a restricted free agent. In 2024-2025, you got Brandon Duhame, who's a restricted free agent after this season. Mason Shaw, also a restricted free agent after this season. These are all guys that I think you want to keep around. And so, do you opt to go a little younger in this case? And then Freddie may end up being kind of the odd man out, and it's... Nothing that he did per se. It's just kind of where this team is at in their process. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. They got about seven, eight guys on this roster that are making or you know less than a mil. They're all a couple entry levels. Um, a lot of these like younger players, 23, 27 year old, twenty five, like all these guys making under a million dollars. I mean. You know, it's it's really yeah. I like I like that point. It's like what what step do you want to take? Do you want to stay young? Do you want to like the whole thing was getting rid of Preezy and Suter to get younger guys and and to free up cap space and to kind of kind of rebuild and and make make it like a new rumbling. You know, get get new young life in this team. We get a whole new locker room. Um, but if you really want to go young, I think an interesting name is like Matt Zuccarello. Like that's another six million dollar tab. You know, like I hate to say it, but if you if you really want to make some rumblings, I think Matt Zuccarello, like a lot of teams, it's an interesting name. He's on the Rangers. He's been great with the Wild, but the Wild's first line then would be completely jumbled. And then, you know, I, I don't know, but it's it's always good trade capital. Like if the Wild want to make something happen, uh, take a step in a younger direction, you know, invest in a younger uh, developing prospect um, in the NHL, though, like in, in this league. I mean, maybe you get rid of a guy like that if you really want to make something happen. But I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Um, you know, he's 35. Everybody else is like mid-20s in this lineup other than Felino, who's 31. So it's like, what step do you really want to take? If you really want to go young, then you might want to get rid of Zuccarello, who's aging and on a $6 million deal. Um, but then that would separate your whole first line. It's kind of an interesting little thing to think about. but It is. Um, and actually, I want to I wanna dive into that a little more because – 
I have a couple of interesting things that could happen as a result of that. And so we're going to continue that thought as we continue to take a look ahead for the Minnesota Wild after this on Lockdown Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day for your second listen. Make sure you're checking out the Locked On NHL podcast to get a full recap of everything going on in the National Hockey League all in one place. Locked On NHL is available on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. Seth Topol joined by Zach Zeman. And Zach, you made a great point before the break in that you know we're, we're going to see the buyouts at their worst next year and the year after. Uh, and that's going to add an additional $2 million of dead cap money to what we already have. So that would lead you to believe that you're going to have to kind of go outside the box to alleviate some of that. And it's probably going to end up being a player being traded that is on this roster right now that you wouldn't expect. Here's an idea that would come about with... Matt Zuccarello being traded. And again, wouldn't I, I would I would love to see him stay, but again, you have to you have to kind of attack this in a different way. What is the biggest thing that is kind of causing Matt Boldy to struggle right now? Is that his line mates have just been so jumbled, inconsistent. He's been playing with so many different people. I think that would create a home for Boldy pretty consistently. As you, yeah, you cannot have a podcast that talks about the future of a team without mentioning Matt Boldy. And I think that Matt Boldy is a huge piece, a huge up and coming future piece to this team. This guy's going to be a franchise player like i mean we've seen it last year when when he was not even 21 years old lighting the lamp and and creating waves and and improving this team and i think if you put him you know he was with let's 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 step back to last year you know who he was with kevin fiala an electric fast emotionally like driven young gun A a player like that where they could just consistently feed off of each other and and he could learn off of Fiala. Fiala could, you know, you know, make some waves with Boldy. And I think that that was a, such a powerful connection, just like the connection of Kaprizov and Zuccarello. You know, they they just know each other. And I think that Fiala fed off of Boldy, and Boldy fed off of Fiala. But now Fiala's gone. So if you put Boldy up in this bigger role, who can Boldy feed off of on the top line? Oh wait, Kaprizov's there. Without without Zuccarello there, what if Kaprizov and Boldy? I don't know. Like you got to throw these assumptions all around. You, you you have to if you're a GM. You got to jumble these lines. You you know you, if you really want to give Boldy a spotlight in which he deserves so much because he improved this team incredibly last year. You got to make rumblings and throw him with with better line mates. And I think that honestly, that's a great point. If you put him with these guys. Um, just like Fiala last year, I mean, stuff can happen. I think you never know until you know type of thing. You know, it's it's all about building a recipe for success. Well, and it obviously would be a tough choice, but yeah. this team is going to have to make tough choices in the it's next couple of seasons. And so yeah. 
I, again, would rather have Zuccarello stay around because the chemistry between those two is unreal, but you may end up getting to that point anyway if you don't necessarily want to offer him that same level of money that he is currently making. You're probably not going to be able to in a couple of years. In two seasons, you're probably not going to be able to offer him um, that same level of money. There may be a team out there that does. So do you let that happen or do you maybe try to get something out of it while he still has term left on his contract that you could send him to a team that, um, that would get you something younger in return? Just spitballing here. No, I get it. If I'm prioritizing who to give, if you get rid of Dumba or hopefully, you know, it, it, with with what the direction of this team's going in right now, if I'm prioritizing who to give money to, I mean, it's got to be Boldy. And yeah, it's got to be Addison, and then throw a little at these other guys like Rossi. You know, hopefully Rossi can develop more. Um, I mean, well, Rossi's fine. Sorry, Rossi's fine through 2025. <laughs> you know, uh, just these guys who deserve it. These younger guns. Um, you know, I, I gotta you gotta put Boldy up there. You gotta put Addison in that same you know, that same like sentence, like you, you got to give these guys what they, what they need or else they're going to go different places into places that can fit them in a, in a better role. So it's, it's a really weird, tricky situation, but Hey, you got to make the necessary moves in order to stay consistent in this league. Yeah. And you know, the other one too, that I, I wanted to finish with because I, I don't know what we really expected coming into the season, but we've seen some intriguing things. The goalie situation has played out, I think, a little differently than we had thought it would. I think, and a lot can change between now and the end of the year, I think Marc-Andre Fleury still has plenty in the tank to where he is probably locked in as your starter next year. Jesper Volstead continuing to get his reps in down in Iowa maybe is in the mix next year to be at the NHL level. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it, th- I think the biggest thing with getting rid of Talbot is is depending on Mark Andre Fleury's, you know, it factor, you know, in the way that he can stay consistent even though he's thirty seven, um, you know, that he can keep playing as a as the Hall of Famer, the future Hall of Famer he is, the Stanley Cup champion he is. I mean, you got to depend on that. Um, I think that that's the ideal situation for this team is. Hopefully Flurry can stay in that net. Hopefully this injury, you know, this injury doesn't last that long. I don't think Philip Gustafson can stand as a starter for much more. So it's kind of a weird situation. But if Flurry can't make it, then do you go get a goal? I mean, you kind of have to. Um, I don't think Jesper Wall, Jesper Wallstead is like obviously not NHL ready. I think you know he's got he's probably still got two or three years. If I'm really being honest. He really just can't pull up a 20-year-old, a 19-year-old. Anyways, young. Yeah. I don't think you can pull him up that quick. That's just not that's just not logical. But the the cool thing is is that almost every free agency and, and trade deadline, there's always like a consistent goalie that's, you know, not like a top star guy, but a consistent bottom, not like bottom, but just a consistent goalie who's there. For instance, Cam Talbot and Fred. You know, like, like literally the trade that just happened last year. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, it fit for both teams. Wild freed up cap space with Talbot, brought in Gustafson. So it's, 
you know, scenarios like that are always are always a thing. I've I've noticed that over the past couple of years. So I don't think it's like too scary. But if you really want a good goalie tandem heading into the playoffs, if you're a playoff contender, um, you know, it's just a ton of what ifs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you can make it happen. Well, and look at what happened. Look at what's happening with Martin Jones in Seattle. Like, he was a free agent signing. They signed him to a one-year deal. Grubauer and uh, Dreger got hurt. He has stepped in, and he's had some some good games this year. So those guys are out there to where yeah. if something would happen where Flurry maybe hangs it up and you're not really willing to or you don't necessarily want to go long-term with Philip Gustafson, although – I think if they gave him like a two-year, maybe a three-year deal with the expectation that he could be the backup, right, right, I'd be fine with that. I think he's performed well this season, and it's probably not going to cost you that much considering how unproven he is. Mm-hmm. You can you know, still it, you can still find those other guys, though. Yeah, I mean, you could probably get someone to start ahead of him. I think that's that's fine if you really want to go in that direction. I don't, I like it was just said. There's there's a lot of options out there consistently almost every off season. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a weird little scenario. I think the Wild were depending on Talbot and Flurry to tide us over for Jesper Wallstedt's debut, and unfortunately, it's it's not like the worst scenario right now, but it's not one of the best. And and I think if it really if something happens, if Flurry stays injured, which I don't think he will, um, or if he decides to just call it quits, which I also don't think he will, then you got some big problems ahead of you, and and you could probably solve them. But like I said, it's never it's never going to be like a oh crap, yeah, we're screwed type of thing. There's always goalies. There's always goalies. Well, hope this was uh, an insightful look down the road as to some of the questions the Wild will have at the end of the season. Because as we mentioned, we're just a quarter of the way through it. So there's still three quarters of the season left to go, and uh, we will keep you up to date through all of the remaining portion of the regular season and beyond here at Locked on Wild. So make sure that you are following along on YouTube. Make sure to follow and uh, turn your notifications on so that you don't miss out on any of our new videos. Follow on your favorite podcast platforms as well. We have you locked on to the Minnesota Wild Every single step of the way with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.